Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about Bitcoin mining. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, it is June 16th, 2021. About to start the Juneteenth weekend. Uh, I guess the, President Biden signed the, the deal into law um, too late for the markets to be closed because they are open. Because I, I, I believe every federal holiday the market is closed. I can't remember. Um, so I woke up th- wondering whether the markets were going to be open. And they are open. We'll see um, what happens moving forward. But... Today we're talking about Bitcoin mining. Topic came up in conversation with a client who wanted to become, and so uh, I decided to do a podcast episode on it. So let's let's first recap the Bitcoin ecosystem. I talked about it on the last couple of episodes. So Bitcoin is more like the layer one central, you know, foundation of the system. It's more like the central bank um, that creates the money that we use for the economy the dollar. And then we have Lightning Network, which is like Visa, allows us to settle fast transactions and settle up later. And then the banks are, uh, uh, or Bitcoin mining is more like the banks. So, because Bitcoin is a trustless system. And so in a trustless system, you have to have a way to have trust, right? To, to, to be able to verify transactions, to verify who pays who to what. And that's what that's what Bitcoin mining is. Bitcoin mining replaces the bank uh, in in the system. And what the miners earn for verifying the system is an opportunity to earn Bitcoin and and miner fees. And so if you ever you know if you ever transfer a Bitcoin, you probably saw like that miner fee uh, in the Bitcoin. They get paid off that, and they get to uh, you know earn potentially. A Bitcoin, and so we'll walk through that. But the way they verify the system is they they use they use math instead of humans. Who you know, like my mom worked at a bank for years, so they would have humans say, "Oh, this person wrote a check to this company. Do they actually have the check in the system?" I mean, they have computer systems that do it too, but they also have people that are involved in the process just to just to make sure. And so, um, but but miners use they, they, their computers saw like this complex algorithm. Basically, it's to to keep it in non-nerd terms, it's like this this math problem with sixty-four digits, which is called a hash. And the, all the miner computers are trying to uh, guess what those numbers are, right? And the clo- the first the closest one to the number, the first one who's closest to solving the number, is 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 who is, is who wins. Who wins the? Well, let me backtrack. To to win to win a block, it takes two things, right? But 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 one of them is you got to actually solve the problem. Either either solve it exactly or be closest to the number. And we'll talk about the second part of how to actually earn um, the Bitcoin. But let's talk about first, like the computers. And so the computers that 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 are used when the blockchain was earlier, when Bitcoin was earlier in existence, you can use like a regular computer to to, to solve these problems. But now. They have like this difficulty, right? So the problem becomes, think of like video game difficulties. You have EDM, easy, medium, hard, very hard, right? So the 
the difficulty adjusts over time and it gets harder. And and so the you know solving the problems become harder. So so as as Bitcoin mining has gotten more competitive, you're you're no longer going to be able to you know earn a Bitcoin. Uh, meaning you're not going to be first to solve the problem with just regular software. You have to use a regular uh, or not a regular a either specialized computer. It's like a GPU graphics process unit or an ASICs, an application specific integrated circuit, right? And so. From a, from a stock perspective, this is this is why you saw a run up in, um, or one of the reasons why you saw a run up in Nvidia or AMD, right? They they, uh, AM, or Nvidia specifically are leaders in in, in GPUs, um, uh, computers, and so that that company is tied to a lot of things, but it's also tied to like Bitcoin mining. But let, but let's go back to so so when you so you got the you got the right computer, you go to solve the problem, right? The first one to get the closest number or or the exact number. That's kind of one condition to earn a the, the the reward, which is a certain amount of Bitcoin that you get for verifying the transaction. The second thing that uh, that needs to happen is you need to be uh, the first the first mi- you have to verify one megabyte worth of transactions total, right? So that's that's like a block. So so going back to it, think of a block like. Excel spreadsheet. You could put in for anybody could put information to the spreadsheet, but the miners are the miners are verifying that the spreadsheet is correct. Like people aren't people are not just putting in false information to the spreadsheet, and so miners are the ones that are uh, verifying that again. And 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 so the first one to verify one megabyte uh, of transaction plus they're the first miner to answer that problem, which we call proof of work. Right? They get the Bitcoin reward. And it, and it sounds complex, but it's but it, it, it it's it's actually more complex than that. But this is the oversimplified um, version of it. So envision it. You're you're a miner. You say, okay, I need to. I want to become a Bitcoin miner. You got to buy the the right computer, right? And then you have to have that computer just turn. You know, you don't you don't have to sit in front of the computer and solve the problem. By the way, like the the program will you run a program that will solve it you just have to have you just have to pay for the energy that it costs to run the computer and so if you want to increase your your accuracy at at solving the problem you have to have like more hash power right so so meaning the person with a thousand computers you know trying to solve the problem is going to beat out the person likely that that has one computer because you increase your probabilities by adding more uh, adding more hashing power and as we all know with Computers and technology, uh, what it's called the the, the Moore's law, right? Uh, technology gets better, can, or what is it? The 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 chips can can uh, improve the computer's performance every two years or so. I forget what that law is, but I think it's Moore's law. And so, the, you know, you have to keep your your stuff up to date. And 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 the way the system, the Bitcoin system was was set up that way because they wanted it to be. Uh, they didn't want a system where the rich got richer, right? If you bought computers and then you just keep running your running your computers and you bought a lot early on, you can kind of just sit on your laurels and and collect Bitcoin. They wanted you to be able to continue to update information, update your computers. Uh, or if you're newer to the system uh, and you buy the computers, then you have an advantage over the older garden system. And so, it, it was proof of work was intentionally created to be very energy and uh, efficient, so people could actually like spend energy. To earn money, similar to life, right? If you know you go back to the 
aristocrat era where people let's let's, let's talk about what it, let's, go, let's go back to slavery where people were just like you bought slaves and then you you, you didn't have to do any work like that was huge wealth inequality right you got to work off the labor of others and so they wanted to say hey we we want to create a system where you actually have to spend money I listened to a podcast on the way up here and a Bitcoin, 80, 80 to 90% of Bitcoin uh, miners' um, monthly expenses are energy costs, right? And that and that's and that's huge. This is after you buy the computers, like 80, 90% of your monthly expenses are energy costs. Um, and so it's a, it, it, it takes money, uh, like everything else, to, um, to make money. Similar to, let's go back to the protocol. There's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin. Right. That's a max capacity. And the schedule of how many Bitcoin are released is programmed into the system. Uh, so there's a there's a release. Even if you get a lot of mining power and you do a lot of work, you know, you can't you can't bring all 21 million Bitcoin to the future. It's on the schedule on how many are going to release at one point in time. But the but the Bitcoin to get released through the miners doing the complicated transactions. So that's exactly that's exactly like our current system works. Right. The. Uh, money is created when banks loan out money. That's how the money creation works. The 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 central bank gives them, um, you know, treasuries, which allows them to create money, right? And that's I don't want to explain that; it's super complex. But the banks are the ones that actually like create the money, but they're constrained by how much the Fed allows them to create based on how you know how much treasuries they uh, have them keep on their reserves. So Bitcoin miners are exactly like banks in the current system. The difference is. Uh, that 21 million cap uh, puts a restraint on the money creation versus in our current system, that restraint uh, is 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 not there. Um, other important thing to note about Bitcoin mining is um, I, I'm, I'm trying to relate it to the banking world. So banks were really a new technology when we had to start doing business with strangers because, um, right, you 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 know, you would have your gold and you wouldn't want to carry your gold around from town to town to, to transact, right? Because you get ju- you get jumped. And so you and so you would uh you would say, let's say you had a hundred grand worth of gold, you would put your gold in a bank, say, hey, I'm gonna leave this here, I wanna go do business. I'm gonna take I'm gonna put a hundred grand worth of gold here, and I'm gonna take ten grand and I'm gonna go buy from this far away, you know, this part far away village with these with these, you know, banknotes. And then you go to the village and you would trade and those banknotes would let the let the merchant know, okay, uh, he's good for this money, right? Because, you know, this bank is a reputable bank and and uh and so we'll take we'll take this money, right? That was that was the way business was done. The the, the banknotes would, would verify you would say, Hey, your you know, your funds are good. And that's evolved to to become more faster in electronic system. But that's that's the gist of like what banks used to do. And so this is like very similar. It, hel- it, it helps a vendor who might accept Bitcoin know, okay, the miners are verifying the transaction. They put the block in place. Once the block is in there, everybody can see it. And, um, and that hard work um, for, for verifying the system, again, the, 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 the incentive for them to verify the system is to earn the mining fee and to earn uh, the Bitcoin, but very similar. So important. this is important to know if you, if you ever want to be a miner or just if you're just curious about it. So how much Bitcoin does a miner earn when they verify a transaction? Well, it, every four years, this is called the halving cycle, every four years the amount of Bitcoin a miner earns when they, when they win the reward 
Um, again, reward is earned by solving the problem and verifying one megabit of data, a block size. When the first Bitcoin was mined in 2009, it was 50 Bitcoin per reward, but it, it halves every four years. And so now um, it's 6.25% uh, 6.25 Bitcoin for every every reward. And it, and it may sound like that's a bad thing, but the price of Bitcoin has, has gone up. So like the actual money you've made for, for mining Bitcoin is going up because the price is going up, right? And that was, and that was uh, by design. And so some people might say, well, Philip, once the last Bitcoin is mined, you know, a hundred years from now, then what are the incentives for Bitcoin miners to continue to verify transactions? It'll be miner fees, It'll be solely on fees, and so that means fees will very likely go up. Which, going back to what I said before, this is Bitcoin is meant to be the base layer transaction. So, a hundred years from now, you'll have all these layers being built on top of it, where the small transactions are being done via Lightning or maybe some either some some other layer, or even through companies, and then they'll settle up at the end of every day all the thousands or millions of transactions they did. You know, for the day, uh, so even if the fees are higher, those fees will be spread out among a bunch of transactions, and it'll it'll the money would have been made by the by the organizations on top of the layer that are that that, that are operating on top of the base layer system. If that makes any sense. So so similar to today, right? So banks don't settle up your transaction every time you make a transaction, right? They 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 settle up overnight with the other banks via the current system, the Fed wire. Currently, that's how that's how it's done because it would be expensive to settle up every transaction every time you do one, especially for small transactions. So it's very similar to the same system. Uh, once you understand the pipes of the current financial system, here's some other things that I think are interesting to know about Bitcoin mining. If you're a small operator and you say, "All right, Philip, uh, so I can't be a miner on my own because I don't have enough computing po- or hash power to compete with the uh, big boys and girls." There's something called mining pools where small miners pool their resources together and then they they split the Bitcoin uh, rewards as they come due. So that's a, that's an option and you can Google that. And I actually I actually covered the other uh, important consideration. So why why is this important? I told you a couple uh, maybe like a week ago that I own that BITQ uh, Bitcoin crypto industry fund which it includes um, crypto trading platforms like Coinbase. It includes MicroStrategy, which is Michael Saylor's company. Uh, their, their entire treasury is in Bitcoin. It all, but it includes a bunch of miners, right? I think miners are going to be a really good investment if the Bitcoin space picks up a lot like I believe it will in, over the next five years because they're going to earn more money. And let's go back to the energy thing. The Bitcoin miner industry hypothesis actually fits in with the future energy renewable business because if you're think about it, if you're a miner and you're like, what is the cheapest energy? Well, the cheapest energy is setting up a mining rig, you know, via solar power, right? Which which means it's all free and I can sell stuff back to the grid or set up a mining rig close to wind or hydro farms because. To run a to run a Bitcoin mining rig again, you just need computers. Right? You can put the computers where there's no society, there's no society, uh, and you don't need to. And I don't want to explain energy, 
but like typically energy, the energy is created, then it goes to the next place, and then it goes to the people, and energy is lost. But if you're a Bitcoin mining rig, you're like, cool, I can actually just, just A, put my mining rig right next to where the energy is generated so I, so I can suck up excess power, and I can move to areas where there's lots of renewable energy because the biggest problem with renewable energy right now is the ability to, it's, it's unlimited, right, for what we have, but the, the storing and transferring process is the hard part. So if you have a wind farm or a solar farm, right, it generates tons of energy. Problem is most of it doesn't get used. And so if I owned a Bitcoin mining rig, I would I would first while I'm developing my own solar farm, right, go go to somebody who has a solar farm and say, hey, listen, I want to use your energy because it's going to be the cheapest one out there uh, to use. But I would also be investing money in developing my own solar farm, kind of like I mentioned on the previous podcast where you know, myself, I want to, the next house we buy is going to get a Tesla power wall with battery, battery, uh, the battery packs with the solar uh, energy. And so that way we, we can like have our energy for free and sell it back to the grid. Like if I had a Bitcoin mining farm, I would be doing that from mining operation because then I get free energy and I could just run all kinds of, you know, GPUs and ASICs to, to, to mine Bitcoin. But that's, but the incentive as a as a uh, the, the Bitcoin mining industry, they already know that they were already gravitating towards that, and um, and the cool thing is they don't need to. They're not going to renewables because it's good for the planet, because they they have good conscience. They're going to renewable energies because it's the most efficient, cheapest form of energy out there, and it's how they make more money. And and I'm I'm a, I'm a huge believer in like. The profit motive is not a bad thing. The profit motive is a good thing. The profit motive is really what only drives <laughs> humans to do anything in the first place. Slavery, they didn't they didn't get rid of slavery for the you know for the benefit of their own good. It was it was money. Right? You look at every every humanitarian thing that governments do or societies do, and it's almost never the humanitarian thing. It's always a money incentive behind it. And so this is a money incentive. Uh, for Bitcoin miners to accelerate the adoption of renewable energy sources, and they are going to be the leaders. And as that happens, they make lots of money, and it makes the renewable energy investments uh, that I'm also invested in uh, pay off well over time as well. So it's it's a uh, it goes back to what I mentioned before in a previous podcast. Think about the future, what's already happening. Not don't think about what might happen. Think about Where's the trend? What's already happening? And who's going to win? And then place your bets accordingly uh, in the portfolio. And that's that's what I like to do. And so that is Bitcoin Mining 101, y'all. I hope this was simple, helpful. I tried to make it non-technical as possible. I had to, I had to read my notes a few times before, so I wouldn't go off tangent. Um, but if you have any questions about it, uh, hit me up on Twitter, ask underscore Philip. I am also, if you're not on, if you didn't download the Spotify Green Room new app, do that because I'm going to be going live in that thing just randomly talking about different things to supplement what's going on in the podcast. But this is pretty cool because you can like participate in the rooms and we can all talk. Um, so I, um, I'm going to experiment with that format. So make sure Spotify Green Room, you can look me up. I'm, I use my government name, Philip Washington. Uh, uh, y'all enjoy y'all's Juneteenth weekend. Hey, hey.
If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.